and welcome back to Kid Men Talk. This is Carl Bastian, aka The Kidologist, coming to you from kidology.org, where our mission, our focus, our passion, our purpose is to equip and encourage you in your children's ministry. And we have got a fascinating topic for today. It's one that I don't know if I have ever heard it talked about before, and I'm so thankful to the Kidology member who brought it up in the Kidology forums. And this podcast, the 66th podcast, is sponsored by Yosemite Summit. Sorry, ladies, this is an event for the guys, but the principle behind it applies to men, women, anybody in ministry. And I look forward to telling you a little bit about it and challenging and inviting some of you guys out there listening to seriously pray about joining me in Yosemite this May for some time of renewal and reflection and unplugging from ministry and reconnecting to God. But now it's time to talk Kidman. That's right, we have got a great topic for today, and I can't wait to uh, introduce it to you. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about Yosemite Summit. Some of you know about it, so bear with me, and maybe this is God nudging you to give it some serious thought and consideration, because maybe you've just never thought about it seriously. Some of you may be like, what in the world is that? It is the unconference for children's ministry. That's right. I call it the unconference because there's no workshops, just worship. There's no resources, just relationships. And there's no networking. It's just God working. That's right. It is a complete week of unplugging from the busyness of ministry. We all know that ministry is draining. Ministry is just output, output, output. It is emails, voicemails, and meetings, and snail mail, and deadlines, and constant crises, and emergencies, and people pulling at you. And um, it can be very difficult. In fact, it is very difficult to uh, stay connected to God and to hear His voice. And even though we get a day off or we have a quiet time, um, it's very difficult to have an extended time of just listening to God. And that's what Yosemite Summit is all about. And if you go to YosemiteSummit.org, it's linked in the show notes, you can read more, you can click on the Y tab, you can browse through the blog, and I would encourage you, take some time to just go through the blog, just keep hitting the next page, read some of the posts there, go through the the reports from the several years that we have done it, and just uh, read about what this event is all about because it is an incredible time. It is, it's really not even a children's ministry event. We don't talk shop on this event. We don't even um, pray about God giving us a new vision for our children's ministry. It is, it is a complete unplugging from ministry to just really listen to God, walk with God, uh, bond with a couple other guys, talk about what God's doing in our lives, to pray for our wives, pray for our kids, if, if you're married and have kids, of course. And um, it's just a, an incredible time. And it's uh, um, the testimonies of the guys who have been on this, how it has changed their lives, changed their sense of even their identity from being a, a servant of God and a children's pastor or whatever their role is in ministry to just being a child of God and a husband and a dad um, is just phenomenal. We, we I only take a small group of guys. There's already a couple registered for this year, so there's only three openings left. And every year I pray that God will bring together just the right amount of guys, several Guys have come multiple times. One guy's come four times. Several have come two or three. In fact, uh, already one of the guys this year is a repeat, and I've got several guys um, 
from past years uh, have already indicated they may be coming back this year. So it may fill up. So check it out and um, take a look at the website. And as always, as with everything on Kinology, if this is something you need, if this is something that you're praying about, if the finances are a sincere and honest hindrance and this is something you really need, um, then you just contact me and we will pray with you, we'll work with you, whether it's um, extended payments or whether it's a scholarship or whatever we need to do to get you on this event because this is a ministry to men and I've opened it up. It's not just children's pastors anymore. It is just a retreat for men in ministry and so you don't even have to be a children's pastor but you do need to be in ministry this is not a hiking trip and by the way we don't camp we stay in a luxurious lodge right in the heart of yosemite valley um one of the most spectacular global destinations for god's creation i mean it is phenomenal i i I like to joke that yosemite is the one place where god came the closest to sin it sounds scandalous to say but i joke that way because he practically showed off his creative ability with these these 5,000 foot you know granite cliffs and the the tallest and most powerful waterfalls in in North America. It is just phenomenal. And so um, do check it out. Do pray about joining me. And it is a way for you to connect with some men in ministry that will become friends for life, which is a great segue into our topic for today. Because last time on the podcast, we talked about engaging children. That's what our ministries are all about. And if you are in children's ministry, it's because you have a passion for kids. It's because you love kids. It's because you're gifted with kids. You're talented with kids. And and let's be honest, you're a big kid yourself, right? Your, your office is full of kids stuff, and it's not all ministry tools, right? It's stuff that you you actually like. And when no one's looking, you probably actually play with it. You might even be like uh, Darth Helmet in Spaceballs, you know, when he's playing with his little action figures, and, and his top lieutenant came in, and he, oh, no, he gathered all his little figures, and he said, you didn't see that, did you? And his lieutenant says, I did not see you playing with your dolls, sir. And he goes, good. <laughs> you know, so that reminds me of uh, Toy Box Tales uh, every time I, I see that scene. But we love kids, and we, we relate well with them. That That's a, a spiritual gifting that, that God has given us. And that's a positive thing, and that's a great thing. And that's why I love going to the Children's Pastors Conference, because I get to be in an ocean of other weirdos like me, just people who are crazy about God, crazy about kids, and um, and just get uh, completely pumped up uh, being in an exhibit hall filled with resources and tools for reaching kids, get to worship in a room with a bunch of people who are wired just like me and hear great messages, uh, whether it's um, CPC or Kidman Conference or Orange or D6 or wherever. We, we love those gatherings for that reason. But there's a downside to be in this crazy kid person. And it can be that we may struggle, and a lot of us do, with relating to adults. And so um, one of our college members uh, made his first post and he, in the forum. And I'm not going to give his name. I, I think you can figure it out if you go to the website. But let me just read you what this, what this fellow wrote. He wrote, I have a question about a struggle I'm having with getting out of the bubble. As we all know, we have just a few short hours in the week to hang out with our kids, build relationships, share Christ's love, and everything in between. The struggle I'm having, he shares, is how to relate to the adults. 
Like most, I serve it at the church where I attend, so the kids are always around. How do you go about having a relationship with adults as well? He goes on, Sometimes I feel like I ignore the relationships with the adults and peers my own age because I'm always attending to the children of the church. I also feel like at times it's hard to relate to the men of the church and the men's ministry, and I'm having a hard time developing more of a presence at church that's more than just the guy that works with the kids. Does anyone else struggle with this? And have they overcome it? And that is such a great question. And so he actually Facebook messaged me this, and I said, would you mind putting that in the Kenology forum? A lot of people Facebook message me, and I often say, hey, would you put that in the forum? Because then not only will you get my answer, but you'll get the answers from others. Because Kidology is a forum. And Facebook is a great thing. People post great questions on Facebook. The problem is with Facebook is you get a bunch of answers and it goes down the river of Facebook never to be seen again. And um, the great thing about asking questions on Kidology in the forum is it becomes part of the searchable database. And so your questions end up helping people for years to come as these topics just resurface and become part of our knowledge base. And so I appreciated him um, doing that and posting the question. And sure enough, he got some great answers to a a topic that uh, I really appreciate his transparency because a lot of us might not want to admit that we've struggled to relate to adults. And and, and, and I've been there. I, I mean, I remember my first children's pastor job when I was introduced to the congregation, now granted I was a, a young a young green thumb rookie and I was I was very young, but the senior pastor introduced me as the kid pastor, and um, I think he meant it affectionately. I don't he obviously would not be insulting me in front of the entire church, but at the same time I I kind of cringed because I wanted to be respected as one of the pastors in my own right. On equal terms, you know, with the youth pastor and the singles pastor and the seniors pastor and the adult pastor and the missions pastor and the senior pastor and the worship pastor. They had a zillion pastors at the at the Moody Church. That's where it was. And Erwin Lutzer introduced me as the kid pastor. And I was like, oh my goodness, the kid pastor. And I love Erwin Lutzer. Like I said, it was not intended in, in any um, bad way. Um, and yet I, I could relate to that because I was a big kid. And um, in... in and early in my ministry, I remember people saying things like, well, kids' ministry, you know, it, it's kind of the haven for the social misfits. You know, it's a it's a place for people to kind of hide out that don't really get along well with adults. Because, you know, kids, they love anybody. They'll accept anybody. And um, I was kind of offended by that. But, you know, the longer I've been in kids' ministry, over 20 years, I have to kind of agree that sometimes that's true. There, there are folks who wind up in children's ministry, often as a volunteer, occasionally as leaders, who, who don't get along well with adults. Sometimes they, they lack some social graces. Sometimes they're, they're kind of gruff. Sometimes they're just plain nerdy. And I say that with love, probably because I'm one of them at times. And, um, and kids, they love everybody. And so children's ministry can be a safe place for all kinds of people. But we need to learn to relate to adults. It is so important. And, and those people in our ministries who we may sense are kind of hiding out in the kids' ministry because it's it's safe from being hurt or not or not feeling like a misfit, we need to work with them and challenge them um, to not make their friends be all children, that they, they need 
peers. They need adult relationships, and we may, we may need to challenge them um, as well. But let's talk about us as leaders, because I'm, I'm assuming that I'm talking to people who that isn't the case, all right? You're, you're not hiding out because you're unable to or because you're socially awkward or you have personality defects and so you're like hiding out you know in the with the third graders because you know they'll love you no matter what um but but just because you know like this fellow mentioned it's a time issue sometimes i mean you have so much little time i mean d6 has done such a great job uh with their t-shirts and bumper stickers and things pointing out that one 168. We have one hour out of the 168 hours a week, often on average, you know, to impact these kids. And so when we're there, I mean, we want to be with the kids. We feel like, man, if we go hang out with the adults and just eat donuts and drink coffee, that we're, we're missing prime time with the kids. And so how do we, how do we do it? Well, there, there are some very practical things we can do. One is being convinced of the need to do it. And, and then there's some actual practical things we can do. Well, I'm so glad he posted it in the forum because before I even got a chance uh, to jump in there and give my two cents, Tom Bump, a great children's pastor, um, he hosts um, with a couple other guys a, a, a podcast radio show over on CM Connect. Um, great children's pastor, lots of experience. He's been on Yosemite Summit a ton of times. And, and he wrote that one of the things he likes to do is invite dads out to eat. You know, just to invite dads in the ministry out to eat so he can get to know them. He says he even gets workers out of that. What a great idea to um, not be so focused on the kids, but to actually invite some of the fathers out. Find out what's going on in their lives. Ask questions about the kids. You can even say, hey, I want to I wanna get to know your kids better, but through your eyes. I want to find out how can I better partner with you and better help you and better pray for your kids. Dad, Dads would be very open to that because most dads don't feel like they're just hitting grand slams with their kids. They want help. They feel inadequate. They they and even the great dads that are doing a great job, they are open to help and encouragement. And so that's a great idea. Glenn Woods uh, has a lot of experience as a as a children's um, director. Um, he's got uh, a great passion for partnering um, with uh, the the church. Um, it, with the kids in the community, not just in church ministry, but out church ministry, building relationships with kids in the community, just going and playing basketball with them. I have so much respect for Glenn Woods, especially the, his thoughts and writings on postmodern ministry and things. And and he wrote in the forum that he decided early in his ministry that he was going to put an emphasis on the pastoral side of his role as opposed to just on the directoral side, you know, just the running of the programs and the and the teaching side. And so that resulted in home visitation, you know, going to kids' sporting events, you know, sitting with the parents, even entering into parent coaching relationships. And and as he did that, um, it became kind of natural that even though his ministry was the children's pastor, children's director, he was doing it within the context of hanging out with the parents and sitting with the parents and talking to the parents. And he even makes the point that over time he began to realize that kids' ministry leadership is more about relationships with adults than it is actually about relating directly to the kids. Because while the kids are important and they're our main focus, the reality is we're training and equipping volunteers we're we're ministering to parents because we're we want to be partnering with them as the primary spiritual 
um, stewards of these children's spiritual journeys. And so we should be working with the parents and challenging, equipping the parents. We're recruiting, so, um, so we're getting to know the body at large. So, so much of our ministry has to be with adults. And so to really embrace, as he says, your pastoral role, you are a pastor of the church. Now, I understand not everyone that's in leadership in children's ministry carries the title of pastor, especially our, our, the women who are listening. Sometimes they're not allowed to be called a pastor, and I understand that we're not going to get into that topic. But when you understand that a pastor is a shepherd, you are the shepherd of the children. So I like to say, I don't care what your title is. You could be a director, you can be a coordinator, you could be an administrator, a director. I don't care what your title is. You are the pastor in the spiritual sense. And you can have a pastoral mindset regardless of what your title is. So you could be true to the to the convictions of your church or whether women should be called pastors or not and in uh, your own convictions, but you can be pastoral to your kids. You can be the shepherd of your kids, even if your title is a director. And when you take on that mindset that you are a shepherd of your ministry, a shepherd of the kids, a shepherd of their parents, a shepherd of your volunteers, it changes the way you think about the adults in your ministry because you start to care about them. You start to care about their needs. You start to care about when they're sick, when they're unemployed. You know, you see things on Facebook going on in their lives and, you know, you don't just hit like or I'm praying for you. You find yourself wanting to call them and say, hey, talk to me about this. You know, and then Scott Phillips, another member of our Kidman Pro team. All three of these guys happen to be. And um, a lot of experience in, in, in ministry as a bivocational children's pastor who uh, knows what it's like to be ministering at church while, while holding down another job. You know, he talks about the importance of having fellowship and meetings and outings with those outside your ministry circles. Because we can get kind of trapped in our ministry circles where the only people we ever talk to are our teachers and our volunteers and the people who are helping us. People become a resource, and if they're not helping us somehow, they're not a part of our life. And it's important to have uh, relationships outside of just people who are good for us in some way. Otherwise, we start to become a user of people instead of genuinely relating to people. One of the things that I do that's a lot of fun, um, about every first Monday night of the month that it moves around, I, I have a bunch of guys that just come over to my house. It's not a, a basic accountability group. It's not a Bible study group. It's not even a prayer group. But they're all Christian guys, and they're, they're from my church, actually from a couple of different churches. And uh, we just come hang out. And because we're all Christians, Christian spiritual stuff comes up. I mean, guys might bring up some issues they're having with their with their parents, I mean, with their kids. Um, they might bring up occasionally, you know, some advice with what the wife comes up, although we don't sit around and rag on our wives. That's, that's not a godly thing. But but uh, but some sincere advice might come up. We, we Theological questions have even come up. People know I have a Bible theology degree, and so occasionally they'll they'll say, Carl, what do you think about this? And a lot of times I'm rusty, but occasionally I'll, I'll know the answer, or we'll just dive into the Bible. And, um, and so those things do come up. And other times we're talking about, you know, the latest blockbuster movie that came out and what we thought about it and and other things come up but it's just a it's just a guy night in fact I, I just for Christmas my dad got me a man cave sign to put on my um, entrance to my basement we I have a fire pit out back so they come around the 
side of the house because you know Sarah and Luke are already in bed, and we do it late at night on a Monday night, and we start out there at the at the fire pit, and then when we get too cold, we come in. I got my Star Wars museum and and all my kids ministry toys. It's I have a really cool basement, and uh, we just hang out and think and go, you know, till after midnight. But it's just something I do to connect with guys and um, and maintain those relationships and. None of the guys in this group, one of them is a youth pastor, but the rest of them have nothing to do with children's ministry. In fact, some of them probably don't even have a clue you know, what I do or what kinology is. And, um, and, and that's cool because it gives me some guys I can just be a normal guy with. And, um, and it's a lot of fun. And so that is such a good point that, that Scott, Scott made. And he made another point too. And this is a biggie. It might be a hard one. But sometimes you need to plan a Sunday off. Now, not just a vacation, but a Sunday off where um, you just come to church and be an ordinary, everyday person. So I thought it was awesome that those three guys chimed in and they, they beat me to it. But I wanted to walk you through a little bit of, of, of what I shared because... Uh, I think this is a great topic, and you know I'm one that calls myself the kidologist. So obviously my world revolves around children, right? And and I've I've felt this struggle, and um, but there are ways that you can get around it, and and I actually enjoy finding ways to show people the kind of the adult side of me, and and it's kind of cool because. You know, they've seen me on my unicycle. They've seen me going down the hallway in my Heelys. They've seen my super, um, I call it the Waternator outfit when I've got my chemical suit on and all my water guns. You know, they see my crazy kid stuff that I do. You know, they've seen me, you know, being the villain in the big VBS production. And, um, you know, they, they see all the, the the kid stuff I do. And, and you can get kind of typecast. And... Um, and and they so when 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 I actually end up having a serious conversation with somebody, either answering a theological type question or the philosophy behind ministry or something, it it surprises people. And and I kind of love when people say things like, "Wow, I didn't know you could be so serious," or "I didn't know you had such you know passionate theological positions," or or um, philosophical views behind you know the fun and everything that you do and um you know it's it's kind of neat to help people discover those things and um but that doesn't happen unless you're relating to them so it's important to understand that that you have a ministry that's beyond the kids i already mentioned that you've got more groups that you're pastoring and shepherding it's the kids it's the volunteers it's the parents then of course it's the congregation at large. So let me let me give you just um, a dozen quick ideas. I'm just going to shoot through them. Some of these are going to resonate with you, and uh, some of them you know, may not relate to you. But you've got to you've got to be intentional about it because our natural tendency is to hang with the kids because they are so cool, they're so um, inviting. And um, and they're so welcoming. Number one, you've got to be in a small group of adults, and uh, I think that's so important to be in a small group. Um, I've done small groups that were my leadership team, and that can be great. But I've also been in small groups that were completely unrelated to my ministry at all, and that can be a great way to just form some friendships that are outside of the children's ministry. And another one is when you have a leadership team, and I talk about this on the podcast, not running your ministry alone, have a ministry team and then minister to them. 
pastor your ministry team. Become friends with your ministry team because those become key adult friendships and relationships in your life. Number three, I already mentioned my Monday night group, and so that was number three on my list. You know, number four, when when big block, I'm a movie guy. I love movies, okay? When a big blockbuster movie comes out, especially one that your wife doesn't want to go see, you know, you know, maybe a Superman or the latest Iron Man or something, you know, some some guy movie or whatever, you know, invite some guys from the church to go out. Call up a dad or something. Say, hey, have you seen, you know, Sherlock Holmes or whatever? Um, because there's good chance there's some men out there that enjoy movies too, and there's some that they want to see that, that their wife's really not interested in because she wants to go to a chick flick on date night, you know, and and go out to a movie together, all right? Don't be creeped out about that like it's a guy date, you know. Go with three or four if two creeps you out, all right? But it's a lot of fun to do that. And then number five, get involved in your men's ministry, all right? Your men's ministry, they have events. If they've got a, a men's advance, that's what two of the churches I've been involved in, they had men's advances. You know, they said women retreat, men advance, all right? But if they've got men's events or an early men's Bible study or something going on in the men's ministry, be involved. If they need help in the men's ministry and they have a leadership team, get on that leadership team. Be a part of the men's ministry. You're going to form relationships. And don't don't be a annoying recruiter where they feel like the only reason you're on the men's ministry is because you're trying to always find Sunday school teachers. Be on there to minister and and to just build friendships. And, um, and, and when you're at guys' events or if you're at church events, you know what? It's okay to not always be with the kids. If there's kids around, you know, say hi or whatever. But at some of those events, it's okay to not always be the kid guy. If there's going to be child care provided, don't automatically let it be you. It's okay to sometimes recruit someone else to be the child care, all right? Number six, even when you're there on Sunday focused on kids, be sure to greet adults. Ask how they're doing. Ask how you can pray for them. Stop and talk to them. It's important. Just like you want those kids to know that you value them and, and they're important to you and that you love them and, and that that translates into them knowing how important and loved they are to God, the same is true of adults. They want to feel noticed and appreciated too. And there's sometimes times when you just need to be standing in a circle talking to adults and kids can come up and you can high five them, you can tossle their hair, you can show some love and affection and notice them, but you can relate to the adults too. And sometimes you got to make the effort to do that. All right. Hey, and number seven, sometimes they ask for, hey, we need some men to fold up tables and chairs and to help with setup. Volunteer with other men because if you're always off with the kids playing while the men are working, that also gives an impression of immaturity or a hiding from the work. Um, because you're just off with the kids. You know, when it's time to be a man and roll up your sleeves and do some work, um, be a part of that um, because th that will identify you as being part of the backbone of the church and part of the men of the church, right? Now, number eight won't apply to everything, uh, to everybody, but I love to go hiking. Big reason I moved to Colorado was Yosemite Summit wasn't enough for me. That was once a year. So I moved to Colorado. And I love to go hiking. And I've built a list of guys in Colorado that, that like hiking. And uh, whenever I can, I send out an email and I invite them to go hiking with me. And, um, and that's just a great time to uh, just chat and relate talk about what God's doing in our lives, and just to enjoy some time together. Number nine, do home visitation. 
visit the key families in your home. And uh, when you when you go there, yeah, you visit the kids, you check out their room or whatever, but then sit down with the parents. Just like Tom said, taking dad, dads out, this is similar, in just visiting the home, meeting with the parents, asking, how can we better partner with you? How are things going? Is there anything you would do different if you were in charge of the kids' ministry? How can I pray for you? Um, those things are so important. Now, here's another big one, number 10. We're getting to the end of our list. Teach in the adult equipping ministry. If they've got adult Bible studies, you could do a parenting workshop, or you could just teach anything that you're passionate about. You could do a a class on the topic of James, you know. I I love the book of James. And um, you can go to your adult ministry pastor and say, hey, could I teach a unit in your adult Bible studies? And um, because that helps them see that you've you've got an education in Bible theology, perhaps you've you've got giftedness in teaching. I've found that most children's directors who are gifted in teaching can teach any age. In fact, when they teach adults the way they teach kids with objects and and humor and storytelling, the adults love it. Right, and and that goes right along with number eleven. Attend an adult Sunday school class or an ABF or whatever they're called at your church. Be a part of a community. And number 12, last one, join a men's Bible study or an early morning prayer group. I kind of mentioned that earlier when I talked about men's events. But if there's a men's Bible study or something like that, man, I hate those early morning things. But um, but if there's one available, join it, be a part of it, and bond with some guys. All right, those are just a few ideas. You know, it can be easy to hide among the kids, but we need men in our lives. And women, you need other women. We need these adult friendships, you know, but in everything we need balance. As the old saying goes, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. And too much of the kids is, it really isn't healthy. You need to be a well-rounded person and make sure you have supporting relationships outside of the kids. It creates accountability. You, you know, kids aren't going to ask you if you've been in the Word of God. You know, they're not going to point out um, unhealthy things that they see in your life. But adults are going to do that for you. So it's healthy, and it will sustain you for longer, healthier ministry. So I challenge you to really take a hard look at um, how are the adult relationships going in your life? If they're great, fantastic. But there's probably always room for improvement. And make sure that um, you're investing in adults. The, the, the benefit is you'll probably end up getting some volunteers out of it because recruiting out of friendships is always the most effective and, and uh, most longest lasting, that's terrible grammar, <laughs> but they'll end up staying in the children's ministry the longest um, because they were recruited out of, out of friendship. But, um, but that needs to not be your motivation. That needs to be a benefit of something that just happens because you're investing in adults. So thanks for that great question. I hope that some of these ideas are helpful to you. And I hope that as you minister to kids, you won't become so focused on that that you miss out on the rich benefits you can have by intentionally pouring into and fostering relationships with adults in your lives as well. And I hope a few of you guys out there will make the intentional effort to connect with a couple of guys by joining me in Yosemite this May. Only a few spots are left open. Go to YosemiteSummit.org and you can learn all about it. Well, that wraps up Kidman Talk number 66. Great question and great topic. 
And remember, you can join the conversation by chiming in in the forum discussion that's linked at the bottom of the show notes. Remember, you can email me at carl at kidmantalk.com or on Twitter at kidmantalk where you can help shape the show here on Kidman Talk. Kidman Talk.